Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Isaac has a splendid question for us today. What is a Goldilocks zone? And does our solar system have one? All right, so this is a really fun question to talk about. So Goldilocks zone, sometimes you'll also hear this called the habitable zone. Now, it has to do with the distance that a planet is from its star. And it's not the same for every single star because stars are different from each other. Some stars are very small and cool compared to other stars, and some stars are huge and incredibly hot compared to other stars. Now, those cool ones are still really, really hot for us. They're thousands of degrees hot, so we still couldn't get very close to them without our spaceships melting, right? So when I say cool, I mean cool for a star, not cool for a planet or cool for a person, okay? But think about this. The closer you are to something that is hot, the hotter it's going to be, right? You might have experienced this with a campfire or with a heater or the stove in your kitchen. So you get close to it, it's hot. And as you move farther and farther away, it gets cooler and cooler and cooler. So the Goldilocks or habitable zone is the distance away from a star that a planet could have liquid water on its surface. So remember, water can be in different states. We can have water in a gas or vapor state, and that would be if it's too close to a star, it's gonna be so hot, it is going to just stay a gas all the time. We can have it as a liquid, which is what we drink, or our oceans, for instance, here on Earth. Or we could have it in a solid state as ice. And that's going to be, well, there's some special cases here on Earth, but if you're really far away from a star and you're not getting very much heat, then you're going to be able to be in a solid state if you're water. So the reason it's called Goldilocks sometimes is that story about Goldilocks and the three bears, right? Goldilocks breaks into these bears' house and in the one chair is, you know, too big and the other one's too small. And the other, this one's just perfect, right? And so she keeps going through and she keeps finding the particular thing of the bears that is just perfect. And so this is what we're looking for with planets. We're looking for a planet that is just in the perfect place where it could have liquid water on its surface. Now, why? Why do we care about that? Well, this is something really interesting to astrobiologists. So astrobiologists are the type of space scientists who study and look for life beyond Earth. They also want to understand how life got going here, but they're really interested in finding out, is there other life out there? Now, here on Earth, we see that all life we know of uses liquid water. It has to, has to, has to have liquid water to survive. Even things that 
even something like a cactus that is in the desert or a tiny microbe or a huge tree or a tiger, right? We all use water. Now, could life be different on a different planet and not use water? Possibly, right? But looking for water gives us a starting place for looking for places that could maybe have life that we would recognize as life because it would look kind of similar to us if it needed water, maybe, right? So when we look at other planetary systems, other solar systems or exoplanets, we often look for planets that are like Earth, they're terrestrial rocky planets about the size of Earth in the Goldilocks or habitable zone of their star, because that could be a world very similar to our own world. If it's too close, it will just be a lava world. The whole surface will just be really, really hot and covered in lava. And you're not going to find many people on a world like that, at least people like us. And if it's too far away, then it's going to be too cold for that as well. Now, we have to be a little bit careful with this because just because a planet is in the habitable zone of its star does not mean that it will have water on its surface. So the second part of this question was, does our solar system have a Goldilocks zone? Yes, absolutely. And we live in it. Earth is at the right distance to not be too hot or too cold. That's why we can have water on our surface. But you know what? There are some other planets that are also in the habitable zone in our solar system. Venus, right? Does Venus have any liquid water on its surface? Definitely not. Why? Because it has such a thick atmosphere. We talked about this recently, actually, in a recent episode. We talked about how thick its atmosphere is. It's like it's wearing a huge amount of clothing. It's like it's wearing a snowsuit in the middle of summer. It's too hot. Now, the moon and Mars are also arguably in the habitable zone. And Mars may actually have used to have had, we think it did have liquid water on its surface, but the moon and Mars don't have thick enough atmospheres to actually hold that heat in. So they can have really big temperature swings and they just don't have enough pressure to have liquid water on their surfaces. So we see that just because it is in the habitable zone doesn't mean it necessarily will have liquid water. And let's add to this. There are a lot of places in our solar system where we have found liquid water that are not in the habitable zone. And these are IWOWs, internal water ocean worlds. So these are places like Europa or Pluto or Triton or Enceladus, which underneath layers of ice or rock, we think there's giant oceans, often oceans with more water than all of Earth's combined. But here's the trick. They are not oceans on the surface. And the Goldilocks zone is just talking about surface oceans. It's not talking about subsurface, below the surface oceans. So we really don't know if there's life swimming around or crawling around, oozing around in those oceans, but we suspect perhaps there might be. So liquid water doesn't have to be 
in the habitable zone or the Goldilocks zone, but to be on the surface of the planet, it would need to, and it would need to have the right atmosphere. So there's a lot of different conditions for getting a planet with water. But we're very interested in finding these planets because it would be really interesting, even if we couldn't go there yet, we were just studying it with our telescopes, It'd be really interesting to find another place, another planet around another star that was very similar to us. That was a rocky world about the same size, about the same mass with oceans on it. And I think this would really excite us if we found a world like this. We'd want to study it and maybe we would start working even harder to develop spaceflight that could actually get us to this world. All right, Isaac, thank you for such a great question. I'm so glad to hear that you've been enjoying the podcast. And thank you, everyone, for joining us here and learning about space and science together. If you have any questions that you'd like us to talk about or any topics you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, please have your folks send it in to the email in the description. And as always, my friends, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.